Hey, happy Friday. Welcome back to the Midwest. Good to see everybody here. Looks like I'm late today. So I apologize for being a little bit late. Uh, I just got uh, done with a client and uh, we went a little bit long. And so as you can see from the title of today's um, uh, of today's talk, it is going to be it is about some sad stuff. Okay, so so there's there's absolutely reason um, for us to 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 mourn the passing of friends, um, and and we're going to talk about that today. But we're also going to have a great time, and we're going to talk about things that are that are fun to talk about, but also th things that are important to talk about today. So I appreciate you being here. I want to thank you guys. Um, if you have questions though about anything that 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 you'd like to ask me, I'm still happy to answer questions. Of course, we still have the super chats that are available for everybody. I will skip to your question whenever you have a super chat um, and uh, we'll get on to your topic. But but the topic of the day, it's actually, it's, it's interesting um, that, um, uh, let's see, Brandon, Brandon, you're here. Good afternoon. V Thomas, nice to have you here. Thank you so much, uh, my friend Lee. Hey, good to have you back. It's been a while. So, uh, but yeah, today, today I want to talk a little bit about a, uh, a client of mine who actually became a, a very good friend. And, and one of the things that I do, so, um, you may, you may be familiar with this. You may not be, I, yeah, I'm a YouTuber, but my, my primary thing that the, the whole reason why the YouTube exists is because, uh, I got into this crazy, awesome field that is breath work. Um, and, uh, Hey, Caesar from Switzerland. Nice to have you brother. Um, I, but I got into this crazy world of, of breath work and, and, and human performance and, you know, taking control of our emotions and really taking responsibility for our emotions, taking responsibility for our well being, because that's, that's ultimately where it comes down to, right? It comes down to taking responsibility is that first step that, that that's the reason you know, that, yes, we want to live longer, healthier, happier lives. And that is that the whole, what we're doing there is we're saying, I need to do something. I can't just expect that to drop in my lap, right? I can't just rely on my genes to provide me with a long, healthy life or, or with someone else to step in and say, Hey, you know, here's this long, healthy life you can have. Um, and so we, we are in control of, 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 at least our attitudes and taking responsibility. Hey guys, good to see you here. Nice to have you here. Thank you so much, my friend from Cincinnati. Um, hey, if, if I'll be out to see you guys, I guess, uh, well, let's see. I try to get out to Columbus, Ohio, uh, at least once a year. Uh, so maybe you can come out and see me sometime out there. But anyway, we're going to talk about it. And, and this, this thing that I do, um, I work with a lot of different people from a lot of different works of life. Um, CEOs, uh, professional athletes, amateur athletes, um, people who are just interested in taking their, their life and their health a little bit more seriously, people who are, um, you know, seeking guidance on, on this issue or that issue. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a breath worker, a uh, breathing coach, um, you know, a lot of other things that, that, that I do, but ultimately those are the, the biggest reasons why people will hire me and, and pay for my services. And, and the thing is the, these relationships vary, <laughs> they vary. So there'll be a lot of people that I work with and, you know, it's never like I don't have a friendly relationship, right? I always have a friendly relationship with my clients. 
Um, and I, you know, I, I get to know them to a certain degree, but then there's others that I get to know a little bit better. And then some of them, you know, uh, just over time, I work with a person long enough. And so I, one of the, the strange things about doing what I'm, what I'm doing, and, and this might be just a little insight as far as what it's like, um, because, you know, there's a lot of people that will do what I do and it's just workshops. And that's, that's great. I do a lot of workshops. I do a lot of retreats. I do a lot of, um, uh, you know, a lot of events where there's a lot of people, you know, and there's a lot of you guys actually what's, what's really cool is I see these names often, right? I, I see a lot of these names often. And, and so it's, it's one of those things where you see a lot of people and sometimes, you know, for instance, if you go, to, if I do a workshop and it's a public workshop, you buy your ticket, you get a place at the workshop, you know, I'll get to know some, sometimes people come multiple times. And actually I've had a lot of, uh, I've had a lot of people that, um, would maybe I, I met at a workshop. One guy, uh, Sebastian Zappa, who is uh, he, he's a, a microbiologist. He came to one of my workshops, and uh, then he came to another one, and then he came to another one. And before you know it, he's like, "Hey, I think I want to become a Wim Hof method instructor." Because that I, he came to a bunch of my Wim Hof method uh, workshops, and um, and so we became friends. I, I was like, "That sounds awesome," and I gave him some guidance and mentoring and before you know it, you know, we were working together and then, then eventually he moved to Quebec and he, uh, and he's doing great up there. And, uh, you know, it's just, and we keep in contact and, and it's amazing how, where you're going to meet people. And I think that's one of the things that I, I, I've learned over the years, you know, I'm, I'm at the ripe old age. I'm at the ripe old age of 40. <laughs> so, I mean, the 40, you know, after 40 years, you kind of pick up a few things. Hey, good to see you guys. Uh, guten Tag, uh, Karsten. Um, so, and, and hey, Ben from Rhode Island. Awesome. Awesome. And, and Eric, you're right. Self-care matters so much. Absolutely. Um, but basically, you know, what happens is you, you meet people throughout life. And, and the thing is, yeah, Karsten, uh, that's, that's about as, I, ich, ich spreche nur wenig Deutsch. Uh, ich habe Hunger. I, I know that one really well. Uh, that's about as good as I can do with German. <laughs> um, okay, but but back to my point. Um, in my profession, it's one of these strange professions where you're constantly working with people's emotions. We're constantly talking about becoming more in tune with who we are and our own emotional state, taking responsibility for our emotions and for our state. And so it's a it's you develop, you, you, you're constantly working in a space where people are very vulnerable and open and you get to know people on a very deep level very quickly because, because that's the, that's why you meet with them, right? That's the whole point. You know, while now I do have some, sometimes I'll, I'll have some clients that are specifically for athletic goals, right? I've got an athletic goal. I want to run a faster mile, or in my case, most of the time it will be I want to be a better cage fighter, right? not cage fighter, whether well, or not MMA, right? Uh, I want to do MMA better, or I want to do, um, I want to be able to run faster, longer. I'm a football player. I want better performance. So I will get some people who have a very specific goal and, you know, maybe we'll talk, we'll be friendly. And, but, but typically it's just like, okay, it's, it's, I'm the coach and, and okay, we're getting you close to that goal. But a lot of, a lot of clients, 
are more focused on, hey, you know what? I need more confidence in life. Um, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm constantly afraid all the time or I can't sleep or, um, you know, I, I, I notice that I can't control my temper. And, um, and so it's a, it's, it's a thing where you get to know a person really well. And so this, uh, on this past weekend, I got a, uh, an email, um, and I, well, I, I basically, I, I, I don't want to go into all the details because I want to respect privacy, but I did find out that one of my clients and who had become a friend, you know, we had become, we had become friends. He, he had been a client for like pretty much a year and, uh, and you know, you have a lot of conversation. He had also come to multiple retreats, workshops, um, and, uh, just, just a really amazing person. He's also, he was also uh, a patron in the Patreon club. So he was, he's part of the community that is grown up. And, and if you're not in the Patreon club, you know, I'm not just trying to push the Patreon club. It's only $5 a month to be in it. It's, it's, but it's, it's this awesome community of people who, who, we, you know, we get together every month, we do breath work and actually this particular guy, um, he was an amazing musician and he had over 10,000 hours. He was absolutely just incredibly gifted, very, very smart person. And, um, and so actually sometimes he would play music for the Patreon. So we got to know each other really well. And then suddenly I get this message that he had had a sudden brain injury and he wasn't looking good. It looked like it was, it was, he was on death's door already by the time I got the message. And then uh, a couple of days later uh, he was, he had passed and it's such a difficult thing. It's hard enough when you know a person is, is on, you know, is passing, right? It's, it's hard, you know, cause if a person catches a, a disease or, or they, they come down with, they have cancer or something like that. You at least can kind of make sense of things, but this person happened to be born with a part of his brain that it was just kind of, it was just kind of a, it was going to happen no matter what, you know, it, it was, it was like a ticking time bomb and younger than me, you know, uh, he was in his thirties, a healthy guy. Um, and really, the thing is he was starting to bloom so much. Like he was just absolutely like um, just blooming as an individual, becoming so much more passionate and, and chasing after those passions and really just becoming the man that he wanted to be. And so happy about it, watching this happen to himself. And, and what's funny is, you know, um, we, we had gotten to the point where a lot of our sessions, because the way I work is I, I have a lot of different schedules as far as how you want to work with me. Some people will work with me every single week. Other people, it's every other week. Some people, it's every month. So it depends on your goals and what you're doing. So he was a monthly a monthly meeting. So, uh, But the thing is, we, all con we, we were in contact all throughout you know, the month as well. But uh, yeah, it was one of those things where, it just doesn't, 
it's it doesn't seem fair, right? You know, it's it's like the and I think it's very human of us, and and I think it's we we want to make sense of it, right? We want to make sense. We want to say, well, maybe it was something that you know, and a lot. The first thing that comes to mind is, well, maybe he was doing something in his life that made that happen, right? Or maybe maybe I coached him wrong, or maybe um, and of course other loved ones reached out to me with these other things. Well, what if, what if this, or what if that, you know? And in reality, we want it to make sense, right? Because we're human beings and, and everything should, we want things, every, everything should make sense, but sometimes things just don't make sense. Right. Sometimes, sometimes things just don't make sense. And I think, I think that's a very difficult lesson for us all to learn because we feel like it should. You know, and so, and, so, and I think it's very easy to say, well, I'm not going to accept that. I've got to figure out the, the you know, it's got to make sense. I'm going to try to fit. There's a saying that we have in the United States. I don't know. I'm sure there's a version of it in, in other countries as well. But we, we talk about fitting a square peg through a round hole, right? A square peg, like a wooden peg through a round hole, which is impossible, right? It's not, it's not good. But we're trying to fit that square peg through the round hole. And it's just not going to happen, right? We, but we do everything we can just to make sure that it fits, right? And so oftentimes when things like this happen, we try to make sense of it. We try to and, – and what we do is we ignore the fact that, that there's a real lesson to be learned and that it's every moment is precious. You know, I, I didn't – I remember the last conversation we had was we didn't talk about breath work at all. <laughs> We didn't talk about breath work or any of any of the other um, health and wellness things that I was coaching him on. He said, "Listen, this time, I was wondering if we could talk about philosophy and and we we talked about a lot of things that I'm not necessarily going to go into because hey, th th that was our session, but but it was a lot of things that were just like, man, I didn't know that last time I was talking to him was going to be the last time." I was talking to him. And so for me as a friend or as a coach and, you know, as I guess this, this combination of the two, I'm like, did I, did I tell him, you know, we, we always look back. It's like, I'm actually really happy with how our last conversation went. And I, and I'm, I'm really happy with how that all went, you know, because it wasn't a meaningless talk. It wasn't a, you know, a thing that, that wasn't, it was about life stuff. And, and I have no real, I have no regrets about the conversation that I had. And I'm really thankful for that. And I think, I think it's what it's taught me is that I don't want to have any regrets. Um, I don't want to find out there's another friend or, or a loved one because it will happen again, right? It's going to happen again. It's probably happened to many of you um, where you just find out, you know, that person that was a part of your life. I'm sorry, but that person is no longer living, right? So it made me really think and, and I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to make sure <laughs> I'm going to at least do my best to not take any conversation for granted. Now, no, it's not like I'm going to talk to a person as if it's like, you know what? I've always loved you. 
you know, as always, like every com that would just get weird, right? <laughs> right? I'm not going to do stuff like that, but I, I am going to try to make sure that, uh, you know, I, I value every moment that I have. And I, and I know this sounds really trite. Okay. Especially in the space that I'm in, we always talk about value every moment, live in the present, all of these things. So it sounds very much like me saying the same words over and over again. And I, but I think that instances like this are really instructional. And that's why I wanted to talk about it today. I think it's really instructional for how we live our lives because it reminds us that you're not really guaranteed a next conversation. I was looking forward to our next conversation. We had all sorts of things we were going to work on. And I, if, if I could, you know, I was, he had a new goal. It was, I, we were going to, we were going to work for, and I was really excited about that. I'd never coached a person in this particular realm before. And I was like, well, that's really cool. And he and I actually had plans to make an album. We were going to make a, a breath work, uh, guided breath work album and, and release it on Spotify because he's just an amazing, he, he was an amazing musician. It's hard. Did you hear me? I, he is. Did you hear that? Cause I, it's, it's hard to believe he's gone. You know, it's, it's one of those things where, because it was so sudden, it's hard to believe that it's real because there's a part of my brain that's like, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to see that guy again. That's, that's no, no, that's, but, but that's, I think that's part of, of learning about this human condition and and the human condition is something that, that I work with all the time. You know, in one of my professions is English professor, right? So the human condition is something that we see in literature, art, music. It's these things that bind us together. It's these, these passions, these curiosities, these goals, these habits, these fears that we all share to a great degree, right? We all have what it is to be human, even loneliness. This is the interesting thing about it. Even feeling as if you are the only person who's ever felt this before is a common thing. Think about that. Just think about that. Believing that you're the only one is actually something that unites you to all of the rest of humanity. Believing that you're an island that no one has anything in common with actually is something you have in common with just about every other person. So, our sorrows, our angers, our laughter, all of these things unite us, strangely enough, to every other person that's been alive ever. And so as I'm going through this, as I'm trying to process this thing, I, I, I want to, I really, you know, I really want to kind of convey that what I'm learning from this is, first of all, you know, the way we process grief and the way we process loss and the way we process things happening, um, it's not always in real time. There's going to be certain delays. Like intellectually, I know he's he's gone, but I still have yet to actually accept that in certain parts of me. I, does that make sense? You know, you know, it's like, there's a part of me that, yeah, I know I can't, I'm like, I had to delete him from the Patreon club um, on August 31st because, uh, I didn't want his credit card to be, um, to be charged. 
right? So in order to do that, whenever you may not know this. So whenever you have a Patreon club, the only way you can actually do that is to block the person as if, and the only time you would normally block a person is if you don't ever want to hear from them again, which is the opposite of how I was feeling whenever I was blocking him so that he he's, his credit card wouldn't be charged. Like that's the exact opposite, right? Cause normally you block some and you don't ever want to hear from them again. And, and they give you a bunch of lists of reasons why, why are you blocking this person? Are they being obscene? Are they harassing people or, you know, and basically why is, and it says, Hey, if you block this person, they can never join your, your club again. You can, you're, you're not going to, they're not allowed to contact you or communicate with you ever. And it's, it's like, dude, that's, it's the opposite of why I'm doing this, right? I just didn't want his credit card to be charged again. And so I made sure, okay, I'm going to block him. And that was just like, ugh. so, you know, and it's one of those things where he, th th this is a friend, it was a client. So we got to know each other, over, to know each other, we got to know each other over this. And, and it also made me think, okay, um, you know, his parents are still living, right? And as a father, I think about that. I'm like, my expectation is to outlive is that my son will outlive me, <laughs> right? My expectation is that, you know, he will live a long, healthy life. And I don't know. I don't know. And also it got me thinking, who knows, you know, maybe, you know, my, my friend and client who has passed, he didn't know, you know, Hey, there's going to be a certain weekend and that's the weekend that I die, you know? So it's these, these are the things that I think it's important to ponder. And it's, it's like, it's important to, um, to, to think about, I don't think there's anything wrong with thinking about death, you know? Um, and, and, and we, we, a lot of times we might think it's morbid and, and it's like, no, let's not think about that. I don't want to get depressed. And I'm not saying get depressed about it, but I, I think it's important to understand that it is a part of life. If you're into stoic philosophy, you know, uh, you know, remember that you will die. And, you know, most of the time people use the Latin because Latin's cool. Right. And also because Marcus Aurelius and, and, you know, the, the roots of, of stoicism, but the, the, it is, you know, uh, that, that saying, you know, remember that you'll die. And also, you know, you'll, you'll talk to, uh, you know, like Buddhist monks and things like that. And, and like when they wake up, one of the first things they do is meditate on death <laughs> and, and, and there's a certain degree of goodness to that. I, I'm not, um, I'm not saying that there's any, that we should just always focus on death. But I think it's an important thing to say, okay, I will die someday. It might be today. It might be tomorrow. And how will I live today so that I have no regrets? You know? And so I think there's one end of it. Hey, Detroit 470. I, it, we're, we're talking about death here, but stick around, stick around. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be okay. But I think I think part of us, some of us are like, yeah, I'm going to die someday. It might be tomorrow. So I think I'm just going to party and not think about tomorrow if because maybe I'll die tomorrow. But then, hey, guess what? You might not die tomorrow. Right? Chances are you're probably going to live tomorrow.
And so you do need to think about the next day. You do need to make plans for, for you to, to be alive. And, and if you have people who love you and depend on you, you've got to think about those things as well. You can't just be like, woo, right? And, and a lot of people do. A lot of people live for the day and never think about tomorrow. And there's ramifications to that too. But at the same time, at the same time, I think, I think the most important part of it is the cherishing of today, right? It's, it's not that we're going to just live today as if there is no tomorrow. It's that we're going to value today because there might not be tomorrow, you know? And so that's, that's where I am. That's, that's what I've been thinking about a lot lately. And I, I knew I wanted to talk about that today even before I even knew. So the thing is I put this, this uh, YouTube live title and I scheduled it before I knew for sure that he had passed because it was, it was actually, no, no, I think I actually did know the, the thing is he was, he was in a state in, in the um, urgent, you know, the, the ICU, he was in ICU for a while, but it, there, there was never really any kind of um, like, it's like, no, it's, it's not going to go well. You know, it was, it was never like, well, Hey, he might pull out. It's like, no, it's just a matter of time. So, but um, his, uh, his organs are being donated. And uh, so somebody's going to get that big heart of his. So I'm really, I'm really happy that, um, that he will live on in, in many other ways. But, you know, it's one of those things where um, during these times, hey, Rohit, Rohit uh, Nair from London. Nice to have you here, man. Thanks so much for your, for your kind words. Um, but basically it's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, as, as we, as we go through life, these are, these are part, this is part of life and it's something that, you know, um, I, I've had about a week now to process. I know that it's, you know, that there will be like, for instance, my parents are still living and I know that that I have a limited amount of time and I think things like this they remind me that, Hey, Jesse, you might be getting busy. You might be, you know, you might think you have some priorities. Maybe you want to play guitar all day or whatever. Um, but you need to really think about the people that you love because there will be a time when they're not there or, you know, there, there's going to be a time whenever, you know, if, if, if things go like they're, they, they generally go, we'll, outlive my parents, right? That is the, generally that's the way of things is that we outlive our parents. So I know that the amount of time that I have with my parents, I probably, I probably have fewer days where my parents are alive now than ever, right? I mean, that just all likelihood, I have fewer days. Every day is a day uh, that I, one less day that I'll have my parents. So it's important to think about that. And I don't think it's wrong to say, say this and to say, well, I really better cherish this time. So whenever mom calls and actually I, I gotta, I have to admit just a minute ago while I was on the phone, while I was talking to you guys, my mother was calling. So her, maybe her ears are burning. That's another American saying. I don't know if you guys have that everywhere. So I got to call her back, <laughs> especially after talking about this, I got to call her back because, uh, exactly. Cause, cause, you have to cherish the time we're given. Now, having said that, there's a lot of things we can do 
to allow for us to have a longer amount of time here, you know, a longer amount of time before we pass. And that's why that's, that's the subject of this channel, right? Is, is not only, um, you know, getting out there to feel amazing, but also, Hey, lengthening our lifespan, improving our health span, because, you know, I don't want to just be alive and hating life. I want to be alive and alive, right? I want to be, I want to be loving life, right? So there's a lot of things we can do, but eventually, right? We have to face the facts that we are mortal people and that, that, uh, these sort of things are part of life. So it's part of it. It's something that I've been kind of going through and, um, it's part of, it's a, 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 one of our tribe, right? It's one of us. It was one of the people that, um, was taking responsibility for his own actions, his own emotions, his own state and, um, doing a great job of it. I mean, this guy was doing a fantastic job and it wasn't his fault. It, it just happened to be his time. And so it's one of those things where, what we're going to be doing is uh, we just have to be, be, be thankful and be alive when we're here. Right. And it's so easy not to be alive when we're here. I think, you know, I think about how many hours of my life I spent playing video games. <laughs> I think about how many hours of my life I spent doing things that have absolutely no meaning at all. And it makes me think, okay, this moment will only happen once. Am I doing something that's worth doing? <laughs> right. And, and, and you know, sometimes I think doing nothing is doing something. Sometimes I think that, that just wasting time is not wasting time. Right. I believe it. I, I forget if it was, I think it was, might've been, I don't think it was John Locke or might've been Thomas Jefferson, but, but they, they made some kind of a, a saying about sometimes, you know, my, my time wasted is not wasted time. But ultimately, I, I think it's a uh, I think it's a, a thing that it's important to remember that we only have so much time and to use it in a way that we will be proud of whenever we're near the end. And you know, I, I think of my friend and I think he, you know, if, if, if he looks back, especially at the time when I knew him, I think he has a lot to be proud of. And, um, and I, and I'm, like I said, I'm really happy that our last conversation was the conversation that it was. It wasn't a meaningless conversation. It was something that was, was deep and meaningful and impactful. So um, so anyway, I just wanted to cover that. I wanted to talk a little bit about that today, just because it is something that's been on my heart. It's been something that I I'm still kind of carrying with me. Um, and it's something that it is a, um, it's an important, it's an important thing to talk about. And I, I, I think oftentimes, especially in this space, in the health and wellness space, in the, you know, um, in the space where we talk about our emotions, Oftentimes people are just like, no, man, just think about the happy thoughts. Don't think about sad thoughts. Just think about happy thoughts only. And in reality is there's sad times in life. I mean, it, it, <laughs> they do happen. We don't have to suffer from them so bad if we acknowledge them and we say, you know, 
we don't make them into this thing that is okay, this wrong, because we can suffer, we can choose to suffer more than, than, than we have to. And so, you know, acknowledging these things, acknowledging pain, acknowledging that there is suffering in life, acknowledging what it is to mourn. And that I, and I, again, I think it's so important. Mourning is so important and it's so, uh, I think it's so overlooked. People will, will say, Hey, be strong. And that's good advice. But part of being strong is being strong enough to lean into the pain and to say, I'm going to acknowledge this pain. I'm going to acknowledge this sorrow enough to actually do some mourning. And I also think though, sometimes a person thinks mourning has to be you sobbing and crying. It doesn't, you know, sometimes it is, sometimes that's how it comes out. But other times it's just, I just need some time by myself or maybe it's, and for me, I've been doing a few extra breathwork sessions, just time whenever there's maybe in the middle of the day, I'll get into a funk and I'll just be like, you know what? I got to, I got to pause. I got to make a quick pause. I have to get into my, I have to get into my space. I have to clear out the junk and, and just recalibrate. And then sometimes it's something as simple as that. It's not like the bad thing goes away or it's not like the, you know, whatever you're suffering from. It's not like that. It's, it doesn't bring a person back, but it, what it will do is it, it at least helps me reset and refocus and move forward in a better light. So it's, it's something that, um, you know, I, I know, I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, there are people in this audience right now who have suffered either, you know, you've suffered loss, you've, you know, the death of, of parents, kids, you know, loved ones, friends and things like that. And if you haven't, you will. Right. And another thing is, I think if you've never had a friend die on you, so this isn't my first friend that's died. Um, but if you've never, if you've never had that, then I'm happy for you. But it's part of the thing where it was still so, no matter how much pain you feel at a loss, it's so worth it to have had that friendship. You know, if I had never made friends with this client, if we had stayed at a very transactional level, right? If we were just client and coach and it hadn't turned into a friendship, you know, I probably, I, you know, I would still be sad at his loss and I would still be, you know, it would still affect me because anytime I know someone who's had a, something like that happen, but I was so glad we made friends, even though it hurts more to let him go. Does that make sense? You know, it's, it's one of those things where I, I think we can say, well, I won't hurt. It's, it's, it's kind of like, sometimes we're afraid to get into a relationship. Maybe it's a romantic relationship or a friendship or whatever. I don't want to get into a relationship because I'm afraid I'm going to get hurt. Right. And I think that prevents us from having so many amazing, awesome experiences, understanding in advance that pain is probably going to be part of every good thing. I think and, and making peace with that, I think, is is so essential for going through life and saying, there's going to be good times and bad times. Like, I'm married. There's good times and bad times, right? There's, there's, there's happiness and there's like, right? And one of us will die first. And, you know, we know that going into it. And there's going to be a... Uh, one of us will be a widow or a widower and we know it going into it. 
And, you know, but I would, I would rather it be this way than say, well, Hey, guess what? I never had to have the loss of a friend or a loved one because I never loved anybody or, you know, uh, (laughs) or, or made friends with anybody. It's so much better to just not to, to say I'm accepting that life has pain in it. And I think, you know, and I don't, I think that's a little bit of, for instance, if you're into cold training or heat training or some of these more extreme sports, or, or even if you're just into fitness in a real sense of the word, right? Really trying to stay fit and well, you know, that there is pain in that, right? Like, like for instance, every time I go to the gym and I lift weights or I, you know, do row machine. I love doing row machine because I get to feel like a Viking. I know that for, for my Viking friends, for my North people here, you know, you might be like, wow, that's really pathetic. It's as close as I can get guys. I'm in the Midwest. We don't have Viking ships here. We don't really have, we have a river, <laughs> but I'm not going rowing. I don't have the ability to go row, but I, you know, there's always pain in that, right? There's, there's absolutely, if, if you're doing it right, you know, there's, you're going to feel the burn. Sometimes people call it the burn or, or there's discomfort in challenging your body, but there's, there's, it's so worth it. Right. And that, and, and if you're in an ice bath, there's, there's going to be some discomfort, you know, the, we, or sometimes there's even pain if it's cold enough, but uh, yeah, you're actually, yeah. Eric <laughs> or Eric, is that Eric? Uh, there's no, there's no galley on the plains. Exactly. Right. I mean, it's a bunch of cornfields and forests and we have a river. We have a really nice river, but yeah, I think, get to do a whole lot of, of rowing here in the Midwest. It's, it's, I, we have a lot of hiking, a lot of hiking uh, and a lot of gardening. We garden really well, a lot of organic foods here, a lot of really healthy eats. And I think if, if you're a fan of the channel, you've, I don't remember if I still have that video up. I, I put up a video about, it was Wim Hof method and some people were asking if they could hold their breath longer than 10 to 15 seconds in the recovery breath. And, and I said, well, you can, but at that point you're not doing, um, you're not doing the Wim Hof method protocol anymore. Now you're doing kind of your own thing. And people got all sorts of mad at me and they're that. And, and I was like, maybe I don't know if I took it down, but in that video, I showed everybody my mother's green beans and my, my parents have this giant, like they, they call it a garden, but it's, it's basically like a minute farm. So, <laughs> yeah, and we don't really, yeah, Eric, we don't really have a, a lot of road as far as I know of around where I live, but, um, some of the bigger colleges have still have rowing teams, but, um, but anyway, guys, you know, exactly. Jim just says it, uh, very pointy here. And, and I'm sorry for, if I missed a lot of your comments, I'll, I'll try to take a look, uh, at some of this stuff, uh, here in a minute, if I get time, but, um, but yeah, you're right. We often grow the most through pain. And that's something, you know, actually one of the very first Jesse Coomer quotes that I was like, this isn't what you said is your own. But what I'm saying, there's a, one time I was in, um, when I was teaching in a composition class, composition and rhetoric. Most of what I teach is I teach people how to use research and how to make things clear, 
right? That how do how do you use language, specifically the English language, to make things clear, right? That's that's what language is there for to clearly say something, and so. Um, and this is a difficult process. Learning is a difficult process, right? All learning is, is difficult. And, and so, but I said that growth is always uncomfortable. It's always uncomfortable. And one of the kids in the front row wrote it down and I was like, oh, whoa, I was so happy about that. I was like, I was like, yeah, you did it, Coomer. You did it. <laughs> you said something that someone felt like it was worth writing down, but you're absolutely right, Jim. We, we, uh, oh man, Eric, this, the class, here's the thing. Now, Eric, are you, are you my German friend? Um, let's see, but uh, you know, here's the thing. I think, I think German is, and, and it actually has, there's a lot of Germanic roots in English. We have a lot in common between the two languages, specifically the syntax. It's, it's actually very interesting how similar, uh, German is to English. Obviously the, the, you know, the vocabulary is very, very different, but um, actually the reason why I started saying, go be kind, remember to be kind at the end of my videos is because of the Germanic root of that word. Uh, oh, there you are. Yes, you are. Okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, because kindness, just for those of you guys who missed that, that episode, um, kind, if you, the word kind, uh, comes from the, the Germanic root word of kind. Uh, like for instance, in English, we have the word kindergarten, but, but ger in German, it, I think kinder, uh, or yeah, you, I'm saying it with an Eng uh, American accent, but kinder, uh, I believe is children. Right. Um, and, um, and so, uh, German and English nine, nine, nine. <laughs> I get it now. I like that Lucas <laughs> nine. Right. So yeah, we we share those words, but they mean totally different things. Yeah, kinder is is child, right? So so anyway, but kind, I believe I, I was according to what I what I read, kind. There's uh, kin kin, like in English we have a word kin, which is uh, family, right? So and and that's something we share in common with. Uh, it may not be specifically German, but the, the Germanic roots of our language of English, kin. Um, and so kinder is children. And then I forget there's a few different variations from that root word, but we get the word kind because of the word kin. And the English word kin means family. So if you treat someone with kindness, it means you're treating them as if they're family. And I love that. <laughs> I just love that because we're all one big family. That's the thing. That's the thing. Oftentimes we love to forget, forget kith and kin. Exactly. There it is. There it is. Exactly. So, so we often forget though, that we're all one big family as in, um, yeah. And then kindred there. It, exactly. There you go. So, so there's so many ways, there's so many ways we use that root of kin, right? But kindness is to treat someone as if they're family. And, and we oftentimes forget we're all one big family, whether or not, you know, and, and in a family, yes, there's going to be disputes, right? There's going to be that cousin that you have that kind of gets on your nerves, right? But ultimately we're all one big family, <laughs> right? And so, and so, 
and you know, in the United States, in the United States, we have a thing called Thanksgiving, and that's it's a specifically American thing. Maybe you know, a lot of countries have well, we all kind of get together for the holidays, right? Think of a holiday, right, or you know, some some kind of a special day. We get together with our family, and there might be parts of our family that maybe they think a little differently politically or have a little different view on this or that. But ultimately, we get together and we we honor the fact that we're all one family because that's what's important, right? We, we want to make sure we're, we're honoring the fact, guys, yeah, we might be different. We might have different views and thoughts and opinions and stances, but ultimately, we're one big family, right? So let's get together. And, and then sometimes we just have to force it. We have to say, hey, yeah, we're getting together this year and we're going to have a dinner or whatever you guys do with your family. And what happens, what's so funny is maybe Uncle Joe or whatever will say something that, that irks you, but then you kind of have to understand it's like, there's a part of me in Uncle Joe, right? Maybe Uncle Joe is irritating me, but there's there's a saying that I love, and that is, there's something about you that I don't like about me, right? So oftentimes, whenever we point something out in other people that we don't like, it's oftentimes some part of ourself that maybe it's not exactly that, but it's it's this, it's it's in a way it has something to do with something that maybe we haven't really reconciled about ourselves. And so one of the things I love about um, the word kindness is ultimately it's like treat a per if you treat a person with kindness, you're treating a person as if they're in your family. They're, you're treating them as family. And that that I love because also I feel as though that means you're being more genuine. You're not just like, you know how I think every culture has a certain degree of, of, um, politeness. And, and I know it's different in different cultures. Like for my Russian friends, I like, it's so weird whenever I I'm with Russian people because I, and, and Eastern Europeans, right? Because I'm such a big smiley guy. If anybody's here from Eastern Europe, right? I'm a big smiley guy, right? I'm a big smiley guy and I'm, Oh, oh, oh right. And that is just different. There's a different culture there, especially with my Russian friends. It's like, no, I mean, they don't do that quite as much. And we're all, we all behave a little bit differently. Yeah. But we're all, you know, one human family. It's so, and we're separated by language and, and by regions and things like that. But, but I am hoping as we go forward and this tribe is a part of that. This movement of, and, and we we can, people relegate this to just health and wellness, but it's not just health and wellness. If you are taking your health and wellness seriously, and another thing is a lot of the people that I know and, and a lot of the people here today are not just taking health and wellness seriously, they're, they're at least thinking, right? They're thinking about life. We're, we're thinking about what it all means. We're trying to think about our relationship with others. And taking it seriously, taking life seriously. And with and the, the more I've done that, the more I've enjoyed it. And the and the more I've seen myself in others, the more I can't, I you know, yes, you can judge bad behavior. Yes, you can look at another person and say, Man, that was a dick move, <laughs> right? <laughs> wow, dude, you were a total jerk there. But also 
the more I see that that there's part of me that does that. I, you know, I, I can't just sit here and, and claim that I'm this holier than thou, you know, <laughs> figure because, you know, even the bad behavior I see people, other people do, there's a part of me there. And I know I have to acknowledge that. And so, so I think that's why it's so important to, to, especially using the word kind and to be kind to, to remember that, even the, the the asshole at the store, or the you know that that or the guy who cut you off in traffic, that's your family, <laughs> and there's a part of me in that person as well. We all come from the same human family tree. Anyway, guys, this is uh, this has been a a, a really fun uh, Friday live. I I hope you're enjoying these. I, I'm wanting to to hopefully give a, a little bit more. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, please don't get me wrong. I want to talk about anything and everything, but I, the, these, the past few um, live sessions have really been great for me and I've gotten a lot of feedback on them. Uh, and I'm glad, I'm glad these, these um, seem to be resonating. So um, feel free to reach out with questions, whether it's about Wim Hof method, breath work, you know, cold training, heat training, nutrition, exercise, things like that. But Hey, also, you know, it's okay to reach out with, um, philosophical questions or, Hey, I need a little advice about this or a little advice about that. That's what we're here for. We're family. We got to help each other out. Right. And I'm not saying I know all the answers, but this at least is a forum where we can get together and talk about it. So, Hey guys, thank you so much for being here. And thanks for all these comments. I, 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 I do read these comments, whether I read them online or, or, or like while I'm live or a lot of times I'll go back and I'll take a look. So I, I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> Lucas, the show must go on. Right. Thank you guys so much for being here. I hope you have a great weekend. Um, it looks like it's going to be a really nice weekend here in the Midwest if you guys are in the areas that are suffering from fires or floods here in the United States, we got both. Um, my heart goes out to you and uh, I wish you well, stay safe and uh, help your friends out. Use some kindness because we need, we need more kindness now than ever guys have a great weekend. Thanks so much for being here. Please like, and subscribe if you haven't already done so. And don't forget to go out there and be kind. Bye-bye.